Blog Talk Radio. Loudmouth Radio Network. We are broadcasting live in the Metro Atlanta area. We're hoping that everyone is having a fantastic evening. It is I, one of your co-hosts for the evening, Sunny. This is just a great night. I got to tell you this. Even though this is a Monday night, the first of the week, most people are just trying to get acclimated to going back to the work week. We are so excited about this broadcast, and uh, we are broadcasting live, like I said, on lawtalkradio.com slash loudmouthradio. So if our listeners are listening to us online, you can actually key in online with us at blogtalk.com slash loudmouthradio. Um, we actually want to make sure that you guys are able, you are able to tune in with us and be able to connect with us. Our phone number of our studio line is 347-826-7520. And if you're listening in online, we actually will have our chat open so that we can actually talk with you. And um want to make sure if you want to post some things to be able to have that opportunity. Now, as we're broadcasting tonight, I know that uh, everybody's preparing. We're on the eve of Election Day. And uh, November 4th, 2014, this has been nothing short of a huge um, time period. And tonight, my uh, myself, as well as Jazzy, Jazzy's going to air with us tonight. Okay, Jazzy, with us live. Honey. Oh, I'm just talking. She didn't even cue me in. This is horrible. You see how she says we? She's been saying we, we, we the whole night, and then finally Jazzy gets to come in. Hi, everyone. I am so glad to be back with you. I have missed you terribly. We are definitely excited about coming back on air tonight after being so, so, so swamp slammed, out campaigning and out rallying for all of uh, Clayton County and just Georgia and just period. Um, it's so important to get your vote um, put in, your voices heard, because you know why? We cannot complain if we expect change. We have to be the change. We have to be the change. So we're so excited tonight to talk to some important people, and I think all of us are important. So, you know, nobody is bigger than anybody else, but 
these people are so important to me and to Sunny and just to the movement in Clayton County. We're just excited to be able to come on air and bring them on, our new friends of Clayton County, trends that are going to come on and talk with us this evening. So, yes, thank you, Sunny, my producer. I really appreciate you including me in on the conversation. Um, for those of you, once again, who want to call in, I sound out of breath. Child, I need to lose some weight. Oh, my God, this is ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> for those of you that want to call in, the number again is 347-826-7520. We know many of you have expressed um, concerns about the voting, what you need to do. We're going to have people on that are going to direct you. If you have any problems with voting, if you have a need to be picked up, I mean, just we they have it all. Everything has been provided. So truly, 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 there is no excuse for anybody to say that they could not get to the polls, they could not vote, not as long as we know about it. Let me put it that way. If we know about it, we're going to be able to do something about it because we put those plans and strategic um, plans in place to make sure that you could get out to the polls and vote to have martyr transit jobs, um, buses come back to Clayton County, giving the people of Clayton County opportunity to be mobile and to be able to get to work and to be able to get to school and homes and um, churches and just, you know what, to be able to get around, period. It is important that we understand how important this specific vote tomorrow, November 4th, November 4th, voting polls open as early as 7 a.m. And, um, you know, it's just important. It's important. I believe that all of us need to have our voices heard. And the only way we can do that, well, not only, but one of the, the brightest, the strongest ways to do that is to vote. Many, many people have gone before us. Many people will go out tomorrow. And many people will go after us. And they will stand in lines for hours, and they will make their voices, opinions, and thoughts heard to the people that were put in into office and the people that are already in office. So it's Absolutely. imperative, imperative that we utilize the right to vote when so many people have lost their lives, sacrificed their jobs, their families, their credibility. Um, they've been slandered. Um, in the press and so forth and so on, just so that we have rights to ride a bus or rights to eat dinner in certain places. So, you know, we have got to do, got to, got to, got to do our best to make it to the polls tomorrow. Absolutely. I think um, well said, Jazzy. We actually want to make sure that our listeners tonight are engaged with us. Uh, we want to make sure you're able to call our studio line, which is 347-826-7520. And uh, tonight we want to make sure that we start out um, giving a, uh, as best as we can opportunity for people to know about what has been going on in our neighboring areas with Friends of Clayton Transit of uh, a, a collaborative coalition that has been impactful. Um, that has been pushing for the yes uh, for MARTA to be voted back into Clayton County. And one of the things that um, most people know and understand that live in large cities, how important is it? it how important it is 
for large cities or large metropolises where there's a large amount of population of people in the area that Are have the ability to now? get the transit. What'd you say? Are we a metropolis now? I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're considered Metro Atlanta, 50-plus <laughs> 50 counties strong. But it's so important for cities to have um, connectivity. And so when you think yes. about Atlanta, and there's so many uh, people that come in and out of the city, there's over 6 million people that populate the Metro Atlanta area. Not to talk about, um, we don't even look at the tourism, but just the people that are residents here and how important it is for people to be able to get around the city for jobs and school and um, it, it and helps with economic yes. development. Yes, you know, pleasure, uh, pleasurable things. You know, just just the livelihood of what most people may take for granted in other cities like Chicago or New York or D.C. where you have the ability to get around. Which brings us to our first person that is actually our, our first guest that's on the show with us tonight that is going to uh, really be able to give a lot of background information about this coalition. Uh, which has been the significant factor of having MARTA come back into Clayton County. Um, and this collaborative effort has uh, buzzed completely around the media from so many ways. And uh, I think that it's only only fair that we have the opportunity to have the founder and um, president of the Friends of Clayton Transit Coalition on the line, which is Ms. Roberta Abdul-Salam. You're on the line with us, darling? I am on the line. Yes, I am. Thank you. I I feel so honored. Let me just say before you even speak, and I'm a I'm gonna be brief as I even know how to do. Just coming into the knowledge of who you are as a leader and as a founder, that alone is just you know I'm not a I'm not an autograph person. I'm more of a listen. Can we sit down and have coffee? Can we have tea? And can you just feed me knowledge? I'm that person. But to be in your presence and to watch you work and to watch and see the passion that you have about this issue, plus, I just want you to know from me and from Sunny, I can speak for both of us. We are so honored to know you and to be and to know you better and better, better each day that we've worked with you on this campaign. And welcome, welcome to Loudmouth Radio. Well, thank you both for having me uh, and for giving us the opportunity to have a broader voice. You know, it, it's kind of like the whole thing of if the tree falls in the forest and nobody hears it, yes. it really falls. Absolutely. Um, yes. So I want to thank uh, you both, Sonny and Jazz, um, for adding that extra um, momentum, if you will, to this last phase of this campaign, which has been so key and so very important. Uh, we've been doing a lot of good work and a lot of, you know, work mm-hmm. in the community, mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of people didn't know about it. Uh, and so, you know, we appreciate what you all have brought to the table. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. And you know what? You um, are so allowed to be at will to just, from the beginning, like, how did this thing get started? How, how did it become the rolling stone that it has become because truly, no, we didn't know about it. I was shocked when we met you. We actually met you at another event, and you said, wait a minute, we need this. We need this information to get out, and we need uh, the support of Loudmouth Radio and and our advertising and marketing. And so we were grateful to to come on board, but it was one of those, wow, we're in um, surrounding neighborhoods. We need people to know this. So how did it become the rolling stone if you will, that it has become and the coalition that it has become? Well, I I, I go back to the um, latter part of 2009 
um, and I actually was looking through some of my, my files today, and it really was uh, late 2009, mm-hmm. um, there was a, a, a call made to me uh, repeatedly by a young lady. Uh, she was an, an elderly woman in a wheelchair, by the way, um, mm-hmm. that was named Patricia Bass, and she sounded the alarm that, you know, wait a minute, something's happening with our paratransit. It was the, the small mobility uh, service that CTRAN offered. Right. Um, and, you know, just from there, um, going to meetings and learning what the challenges were for, for our senior citizens and disabled community, um, in those meetings we also discovered and happened upon the fact that not only were they changing the service for the seniors and disabled, but they were also uh, planning to shut down C-Tran altogether. So that's mm. how it began. I mean, it began out of a need. It began as a response to a, a need from constituents. Um, and uh, early 2010, uh, attended a county commission meeting where mm-hmm. um, Dr. Beverly Scott, who was actually um, yes. the CEO of MARTA at the time, mm-hmm. uh, was speaking and giving a report and just really uh, blatantly, you know, told, uh, we don't want to hear it. So, wow. it, you know, Friends of Clayton Transit was really born out of a out of a need. It was a response to an outcry. Um, and uh, once we realized early March that they literally planned to shut the service down, I found an article today that was dated March 13, 2010, mm-hmm. um, that um, uh, C-Train was leaving the community. And, and you know, we, we just kind of started, you know, at that point back in, in late uh, 2009 trying to save C-Train. That was the the birth of it, was trying to keep the bus service running. Um, And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we were not successful with that. But what did happen was that because Clayton County was an original part of the MARTA uh, legislation back in the 70s, we were able to draft legislation at that time that would allow us to raise the one-penny sales tax and join MARTA. So that's Mm -hmm. how it started. It became, you know okay, let's figure out how we can get more money. If they can't afford the C-TRAN, then we need to figure out how to get the county more money. And that's right. really where it came from. And and some of the early partners, I mean, from the very beginning uh, was, um, you know, the Atlanta Regional Commission. Uh, it mm-hmm. was uh, Georgia Stand Up. It was Georgia Coalition for the People's Agenda. Dr. Lowry's organization was very involved. Mm-hmm. And it's grown uh, from 2010 to over 25 organizations today. And our mission and our, our purpose has been to restore uh, quality, affordable public transportation to Clayton County. And, and rightly so. You know, I think I think most people, and I know we're going to um, go to a commercial in just a few minutes, and then we're going to have somebody come on that I think was one of the initial partners as well um, to talk to us in just a few minutes. But briefly before we go to a commercial, I think it's so shocking to so many people. I know it was definitely shocking to me that we have um, this large, huge airport, mm-hmm. international now, if you will, from 19, exactly. what, 96, when it became an international one when, when the Olympics came. You have this huge airport, people coming in and out from everywhere, and you have no way to get to it if you live in Clayton County. If you don't have well, a car, that, no, that's that that's so true. And and one of the you know I encountered a lot of heartbreaking stories along this journey. Um, one of the the people that uh, I met early on in 2010 was a single mother with three children, and she had recently gotten hired at the airport, 
Mm-hmm. And she showed me her badge, and she was very excited and everything. But when the buses stopped, she lost her job because wow. transportation was unreliable. Taxi cabs were too too expensive. She lived on Riverdale Road. You could see the airport from Riverdale Road, but she oh, couldn't get there. Goodness. Absolutely. She couldn't Which get there without reliable, the affordable transportation. And so, you know, and, and that's really been the heartbreak of the whole thing. It's just been people lost jobs. Businesses mm-hmm. have, have left the county. I mean, business, major businesses have left the county. It had a huge economic impact. Apartment complexes lost 50% occupancy. The apartment complexes were hit very hard. Let me tell you, I can speak to that. Yeah, I can speak to that. I was a leasing agent, and I was uh, where I was working at at the time, maybe 10 minutes, maybe 10, maybe 15 minutes with traffic. Um, Mm -hmm. I was a leasing agent, and and the buses had long since gone. However, the advertisement hadn't changed on the website. Mm -hmm. So people were calling in going, oh, my God, I love your prices. I love the place. I want to come and see it. It's right on the bus line. And I'm saying, well, it's not quite on the bus line now because no buses run. And I got call after call every day that I had to go, I'm sorry, but there's no buses. Mm-hmm. 10 to 15 minutes away while my airline, um, you know, steward is. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and they can't get, well, I'm not going to be able to do that because they they're not living here, so they just need a quick yeah. fix to get back and forth. So you're right. It's so many things that were affected and are still affected. So this mm-hmm. vote is so crucial. We're yeah, going to stop right here, go to a quick commercial, and I think we may have another guest, but we don't you go anywhere because we need you right here. Stay put. We'll be right back. For those of you that are listening. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. It takes great content and the right media branding mix to deliver a great service. Here at Loudmouth Radio Network, we intend on doing both and exceeding our own expectations. Advertising on LoudmouthRadio.com provides you a cost-effective vehicle to brand your business repeatedly, providing you packages that consistently announce your business without breaking the bank. Despite the traditional high price tag that traditional radio brings, it makes sense to become a media partner with Loudmouth Radio that provides your already built-in multimedia campaign to push your brand out. Make sure you contact us today, and any of our specialists with Loudmouth Media Brand will be able to help you get out further. Contact us today at 706-363-3895. And don't forget, visit us online at loudmouthradio.com. Are you ready for the best pizza, wings, subs, salads, desserts, and more? Stop by Pizza Day at 5248 North Henry Boulevard in Stockbridge, Georgia, open seven days a week. Contact us for your daily lunch and dinner specials. You can like us on Facebook at It's a Pizza Day. Also, make sure you visit our website at itsapizzaday.com and order online. Delivery is also available, and if you haven't heard, let them know that you heard this on Loudmouth Radio. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are back on air, and we are actually on air with one of my new friends of Clayton Transit <laughs> that I would I, I love um, just knowing her, Miss Roberta Abdul Salam. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have um, just come in, if you'd like to call in, you can call in at three four seven eight two six seven five. Well, we are talking about voting, voting November 4th tomorrow. Primarily, we're talking about bringing MARTA back to Clayton County. And so we're going to continue our journey as to how and why this is so important, Um, not only just to Clayton County. It it really affects the entire state because there are so many people from Clayton County that need to get to another area. Am I right? 
Well, not not only are you correct about that, but let me just say it another way that people sometimes don't think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also affects people trying to get into Clayton County. Exactly. Uh, one of those one of those hard hits uh, when the loss of the service happened in 2010 was Clayton State University because mm-hmm. you had students right. from all over the metro area attending Clayton State University, and Clayton State University is one of the fastest growing. Uh, schools in the university system uh, mm-hmm. in Georgia, uh, mm-hmm. but it really hurt us going and coming, if you will. And I mm-hmm. also want to just just say something for your listeners, uh, so that there is no no misunderstanding. We never had Marta in Clayton County. We're okay. not bringing Marta back to Clayton County. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had C Trans. That was the name okay. of the service, and it was a private service that was run uh, by the county. Uh, and at some point, a couple of years before it shut down. Clayton County Commission contracted, if you will, or hired Marta to run that service, but it was not okay. Marta. And okay. So, and I, I don't want the voters mm-hmm. to think, mm-hmm. no, no, I'm not trying to correct you. I just want people to understand because it does make a difference if you're saying, well, why would I vote for him when we had him and, and it wasn't any good? No, no, no. We right. never that had makes Marta. Sense. Clayton County never sense. had Marta. And so okay. this is a first. This is This will be the first time we've ever had Marta in Clayton County, even though, like I said, in the 70s, we were an original part of the act, the MARTA Act, of the legislation that created MARTA. So, uh-huh. you know, we're excited about the opportunity to bring MARTA to Clayton County. You know, C-TREN was, was service and it was better than nothing, but, oh, my goodness, we've gone from, you know, from a Volkswagen to a Cadillac, if you will, if we pass this <laughs> oh, legislation <wow>. tomorrow. <laughs> we, you know, it's, it's a huge difference because MARTA is the ninth largest transit system in the United States. And it is well-funded and well-run. And with the one-cent sales tax that the citizens of Clayton County are voting on tomorrow, it will generate upwards of $40 million per year, per year, for mm-hmm. transit for transit that can be used only for Clayton County. So, and now that includes not the buses, but also eventually the rail service or another uh, high-speed option like the bus rapid transit service. So we're really excited about this opportunity. So this truly is historic. It is. Truly, this is the truly. first time Marta has a new contract in over 40 years. It is wow. the first. Wow. And then, you know, Ms. Roberta, for those that may not know you or may not know the extensive work that you have done, um, see right now you're on the ground. You're on the ground. But take us back just a few years, like about seven and a quarter <laughs> Seven and a quarter years ago, where were you, and what were, what was your position, and how important is it? How important was that position, and where you are now, and how the movement is going? Well, um, so for eight years, I served as a state representative in the Georgia Legislature. Mm-hmm. Uh, I represented both Clayton County and Fayette counties uh, at the same time. I got elected in two thousand four. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how I happened to be in the position, if you will, in 2010 to actually introduce legislation to raise the one penny so that we could join MARTA. I mean, that's kind of what gave us daylight, if you will. Even though we successfully put it on the, the, the ballot, it was a non-binding referendum. Uh, but even that, you know, coming back to 2012 and fast-forwarding, mm-hmm. the legislative delegation this time put it back out there and got it passed through the General Assembly again. 
And this time we have a change in county commission leadership. We have a change in attitudes and sentiments. And we had more, I guess, if you will, vocal citizens that pushed and pushed and pushed and said, allow us to vote on this. So, you know, that's where I was uh, up until 2013 uh, in the Georgia legislature. And and prior to that, um, quite frankly, what I did for a living was voter education, voter mobilization, uh, and voter empowerment. I, I actually worked for Dr. Joseph Lowry uh, at uh, Georgia Coalition for the People's Agenda, and that was my job. Uh, I did voter Which is also one of the Friends I of did. Coalition partners. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. I learned so much from, from, from working in that position and in that endeavor, I and I imagine. actually coordinated eight counties in the metro area. So I was well familiar with, you know, um, the processes, and I went from that to chair of the Clayton County Board of Elections, in 2003, and I was actually the first chair of the Board of Elections for Clayton County. And even at that, you know, just seeing the numbers, that's when we kind of mm-hmm. realized the political clout that we had in this county uh, mm-hmm. was looking at the numbers and, oh, my goodness, particularly African-American women, uh, the numbers were overwhelming. So, you know, capitalizing on that. But I've actually done community organizing and community service and grassroots for over 40 years. Uh, and I've had the opportunity to work with the best of the best and, and yes, sit at the feet of, of the national leaders uh, in this in this country, and it's been a blessing. And, and abroad, I mean, you know, Reverend James Orange and Earl Shenholster, and, you know, uh, we actually have traveled to South Africa and, and, and other countries as well. Uh, and so I appreciate that. So that's where I've been. That's where I was. That's You know, and I guess Dr. Lowry always says, uh, you know, that uh, he calls me Esther, uh, that I was preparing for such a that's time right. as this, and I really that's believe, right. <laughs> I believe him now, you know, at the that's time, right. I'm like, oh, what is he talking about, but but I really do believe him now, um, yes. and, you know, Bishop Dukes has been one of those people that has been key in, in this movement, and he actually, you know, brought it real home um, four years ago, as a matter of fact, when he drew what we currently use as our logo, Friends of Clayton Transit logo, and he talked about Clayton County you know, going places and moving people and ideas mm-hmm. and, you know, that whole trans- transporting, transforming uh, language that he, he likes to use. Uh, but for me to be in a position to even help with that is just amazing. I mean, Absolutely. I said, I started this off saying that I didn't do autographs, but I just might have to get your autograph before this is all over. I <laughs> oh just my might have to because you are somewhat of a big deal with a very humble spirit. And, I, I, I again, I'm just honored. Honor, honor, honor. But I know we have another guest that you know very well, but I'll let um, our Madam Producer and co-host bring her in. Well, thank you so much. I've just been listening in. I have been kind of quiet and listening in and just kind of juggling the um, aspect of, you know, people saying things on social media and uh, just really glad to know that as a, you know, as a marketing and a media outlet, you know, given this opportunity, Live My Radio is really um, ecstatic about, uh, you know, this panel tonight. And what I want to do is also bring in another important part of the uh, Friends of Clayton Coalition, which is a comprisement of over 30 organizations, civic leaders, um, community leaders, uh, as we say, the movers and the shakers. So um, Briante McCorkle is actually on here with us as well with Georgia Sierra Club. Are you there with us, honey? Yeah, how's it going? Hi, it's welcome. It's going wonderful, dear. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm ready for tomorrow. <laughs> I was about to say, everybody should be, like, really at the point, okay, this is election eve. <laughs> That's what I've coined it, election eve. 
And, um, you know, Miss Miss Roberta has been um, just humble obliged to give us, you know, some background in regards to the things that have been happening on the ground over the last four years with this actual collaboration. Now, Georgia Sierra Club, can you really uh, hone in for us and our listeners, sweetie, about your organization and how, um, you know, how vital uh, your connection has become a part of this movement as well? Um, yeah, so the Georgia Sierra Club is part of the National Sierra Club, and, and that's the nation's oldest and largest environmental grassroots organization. And what we do is we explore joy and protect the environment. And we became interested in Clayton County uh, very shortly after the Chief Floss vote failed in 2000. Well, actually, prior to that. So we, we were, we've been interested in transit for quite a while in the Georgia Sierra Club. Um, and the environmental aspect of that is that transit helps take cars off the road, which, uh-huh. leads, yeah, that leads to cleaner air quality, better air quality because we're not burning um, as much oil, that air pollution is not getting in the air. Um, and so, and also it reduces our oil consumption. Um, so 70% of the oil we use in the United States is used in the transportation sector. So we are trying to reduce those numbers. Um, and by we can do that by just expanding alternative transportation options mm-hmm. like biking, mass transit, walking. And so, you know, we're pretty diligent on fighting what we call bad road projects. <laughs> uh, okay. And, and I'm sure you've got plenty to choose from when you have a busy, busy metro area like this. For sure, for sure. Um, and, and so when we get an opportunity to advocate for something rather than fight against something, um, we get pretty excited. Um, and that was the opportunity here in Clayton. So we were, you know, first introduced to the issue right around when C-Train ended back in 2010. And I personally was not a part of the Sierra Club, but my executive director was. And I know we sent out petitions and uh, tried to get people to come to the community meetings uh, to, to come out and, and they know we want to keep transit. And so when when those efforts uh, did not, you know, see, see through uh, MARTA expansion, and I think Roberta probably outlined all the stuff that happened with the 2010 referendum and everything. Did, did she, she cover all that? Oh, you know absolutely. You know she did. But, <laughs> but if you make one Roberta, wrong you move, there with you know she is here to correct I'm here. us all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I just I didn't want to repeat it if she had already gone through all of it. But yes, um we were there back in that two thousand ten um effort trying to help it out and when that didn't happen, um, you know, the very next thing on our plate at the Sierra Club was cheese floss. And so the cheese floss was that, you know, multi it was a statewide referendum. They they grouped counties up, um, you know, just according to their location and, and there were these, you know, big huge, you know, giant county areas that included places, especially in the Atlanta area, it was Clayton and it was grouped with places like Fulton, DeKalb, uh, Cobb, and Gwinnett County, um, which some of the counties are more affluent than Clinton. Mm. And the project lists that were put together for the T-Sploss were not, in the Sierra Club's opinion, very equitable. If, you know, money would be raised in a place like Clayton County, but most of it would be spent on a project in Cobb you know, in Cod County or Gwinnett County, and we didn't see that as fair. Um, it was one of our many objections with uh, the T-SPLOS referendum. And so we we formed, you know, we're, we're used to working with a very broad coalition of partners, so we formed, um, you know, coalition with the group, 
the NAACP, and we also worked for the Tea Party on that, which shocked lots of people. But we basically, you know, came out against the Tea Sloth saying that we have, you know, there's a better way to do transportation expansion in the, in the Atlanta region that's more equitable, um, where the money that's raised is going to be spent where it's raised and where the citizens are engaged every step of the process and not being asked okay. to approve a list that's already been put together and, you know, the decision has been made for them. And so we um, we came out against that. That referendum failed in 2012, and since then we've been sort of, uh, working on getting the Clayton community to continue to rally behind this uh, transit idea. And when the opportunity came in 2013, when I came on board to work with Roberta further on this issue, I was uh, super excited to learn from her and all of the great community organizing that she had done. Um, and I came down and I got to know the community. I got to know the residents. I got to see the different things that people had to go through to get, you know, to places that you know, I can hop in my car. Exactly. Right. I can hop in my car and go where I want to go. And I also live in the Atlanta area, so I have the privilege of if I don't want to take my car, I can hop on MARTA and mm-hmm. have that as an right. option. And so going to Clayton County and seeing people with no options and, um, you know, hearing them wanting to do something about it but sort of being very frustrated, feeling like, you know, it was, you know, it was a very tough issue for them to, to get someone to act on. Um, that was that was what really resonated with me and made me realize that it was, you know, much more of an issue than just the environment. Right, um, right. I was going to ask this question too, ladies, where I have both of you guys on here. Thank you so much to, to give that aspect. Let me ask you guys, as uh, two parties that is incremental in what's going on with this, you know, the whole situation. How does it feel knowing that the things that you guys have done is going to help tens of thousands of residents to become mobile again? And, you know, the factor that can you imagine that if you didn't step up of what, you know, what would Clayton County look like? Like can you guys just both equally give your aspects of thought about that? Sierra, let's start with that. Sierra. Oh, my God, I just gave you a whole new name. (laughs) (laughs) Let me give you your Sierra girl. Uh, But, Brianta, let's start with you, and then we'll we'll come and get uh, Roberta's response. Miss Roberta. Okay. um, So, yeah, I mean, like I said, when I came down and I got to know residents, I got to see the, the struggles they were going through. I just couldn't imagine this referendum not passing Um, because if it did, I mean, the phrase stranded, the word stranded comes to mind. Um, These are people who really want to improve their lives. It's not like anyone's in the county saying, oh, I just want to sit on the couch and watch TV all day and I'm content with that. I've heard no one say that. I mean, these are people who want to go to school. They want to work. They want to do good things for their, for themselves and for their families. And if, if, you know, bringing transit to them is, is the make or break for that opportunity, then, I'm, you know, I'm happy to be here putting in all the effort and all the work that, um, you know, I have and working alongside uh, Roberta and the other groups to make that happen. I mean, this, you know, I'm in this work. I'm, you know, I work at a nonprofit. <laughs> so I don't get paid billions of dollars to do this. Mm-hmm, I'm in this work mm-hmm. because I care about people and I care about their lives and I care about their ability to, you know, improve their lives and not have other people judge them 
when there is something vital missing um, that's preventing them from doing that. And so I, I really am happy to be there working with people because the Sierra Club's mission, you know, we were very grassroots, or, you know, oriented. So being able to work with them and show them, you know, in the process that they have power and they can change mm. these things that are, are, you know, not great in their lives by coming together and, and you know, advocating for what they what they really want. That that's very powerful. That's what I'm excited about. Awesome. Awesome. Miss Roberta and and yeah. what is your response to that? Well, I I think that um you know, how how I feel about what we've accomplished to this point um is very uh humble. Mm-hmm. Um and and um that's really the truth. Um when you look at the least of these um, and people that are just barely maybe above the least of these who are willing to do the work, uh, mm-hmm. who are willing to pay the penny, who are willing to, you know, go that extra mile to have what, what they need for themselves and their families mm-hmm. and broadly for their communities um, and to have a small part in, in that happening. Um, what I feel is humbled. Um, you know, we, we talk about uh, hope, uh, yeah. and to be able to give a people hope is just powerful to me. Uh, and, you know, I've said many a time, you know, this affected me and my family directly. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a granddaughter who had to drop out of Clayton State University because we had no transportation. Uh, it's real, you know, and yeah. even now with with one car and a half of a car and trying to get people to work and to school and where they need to be and you know, appointments, it's, it's hard. Right. It's representative right. representative Daryl Jordan spoke about it the other day uh, when Al Sharpton was here. Mm-hmm. And uh, just about, you know, even having the cars and the cars being expensive. Uh, mm-hmm. I think sometimes people take it for granted. And uh, I've had a few people say, well, I'm not going to vote for it. I don't want transit. I don't want the buses here. And, and my response is simply, so it's good that you have reliable transportation. But don't work, don't do it for yourself. Do it for that senior citizen that's trapped in her home yes. that can't go anywhere and that's at the mercy of somebody coming to pick them up and take yes. them, even though they've been a teacher in the school system for 30 years and they've paid their dues and they've been good stewards and good citizens. Do it for them. Do it for the students that want to continue their education mm-hmm. but don't even dare to think about it or mention it because they know mom and dad can't get them a car. You know, do it for those folks. Um, so for me, um, to be able to bring it to this point at all, um, mm-hmm. it's just humbling. You know, and I love that. You know what I find so amusing? Not 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 really funny, just like thought-provoking, just like you, you're not serious. We tend to take public transportation um, as For this granted, demeaning in thing. In some areas. We, well, but we, t- we, we make it a demeaning thought. Oh, you're going to catch the bus? We do not. that here, okay? We do that here. But when I lived in Chicago, when I and you know I had a business at one point where it took me place to place. I lived in New York. I lived in Chicago. Um, spent some time in D.C. Um, and all of these major, major cities, major. They don't all own cars. They don't even want a car no. because to pay parking for your car in these major cities costs too much. 
or the, or to have to get out and change it from street to street. You know, you you got you can only be on this side on Wednesday. You can only be on this side on Monday, and so it becomes more of a hassle to own a car in some of the larger cities. Transportation for um, jobs and hospital and to the grocery store is done on the bus. It's done on the train. Right. It's and, done and even by, for church. I mean, you know, and, a lot of people go to worship services on the, on the train. Let me, let me tell you, they go to prom. They go mm-hmm. out to dinner. They go it's to, just a major aspect of it, life. It's, you it's know? just what you do. It's not even a thought process. You don't even think, hey, I'm going to get a car. You just don't. And so what we what we look at here and when people move from the north here, they're, they're getting ready to get on public transportation. The first thing we say here is, you don't have a car? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so and, and, demeaning, and, and, and which it's it shouldn't so be. true. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, it just shouldn't be. You're right. Go ahead. I was just going to say that it, that is that is so true. And what you also find is that particularly in progressive, um, um, upwardly mobile inner cities, they don't want to drive. No, I mean, you have, right. prof- you have young professionals that are moving into the inner cities, the mm-hmm. urban areas that mm-hmm. have the nice condos and the nice high-rises, and they want to live, shop, and work. What is it, live, work, and play? All right. in the right. same area. Exactly and they prefer, mm-hmm. they prefer to jump on a train to connect to a bus or ride their bike to a station and then yeah. jump on and transfer. I mean, that's what that's what the the movement of the future is. I believe mm-hmm. in so many areas, particularly mm-hmm. the areas that are thriving and growing. And mm-hmm. so we've got to kind of catch up with that. There is nothing demeaning about having to take public transportation. At it's all. a choice, you know. And I have that's one right. of our school board members that says all the time, you know, I have a car, but I'd rather not drive it. You know, I really, I, know, yeah. I really, yeah, you know, and, and that's really true, I mean, for a lot of people. So mm-hmm. there should not be a stigma to it, and I think that that's misguided uh, for mm-hmm. people that think that it that, that is. It's really, it's really a, a choice, and it's a choice that helps, like Briante said, it helps with the environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're taking carbon emissions off the road. You te- you're mm-hmm. cutting down on the traffic. You're cutting down on stress by not having to drive. I mean, oh, I worked goodness. downtown Atlanta uh, for for many years. And I would drive to the College Park train station and get on the train from there. Yeah, I mean just and by that, choice. That was me. Yeah, I did the same thing. I I would take my car and say, okay, I'm just not going to go any further. I'm going to go mm-hmm. to a close enough midpoint and catch mm-hmm. the train and go into town. You know, or if I don't want to go and pay parking when I'm going to a ball game. Or you know, I would love that. I would love to be able to say, hey, I can jump on the bus. Go to the airport station and then transport to wherever I need to go without paying twenty five dollars to park if I'm going, you know, to go into town for an event or something. So, you know, a lot of times we 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 really demean it and and make it be about crime. I've heard so many people say, I don't want the bus systems to come to my area because I don't yes, want. Yes, I've heard that quite my, a bit. My response is always, I've never. Now, one time have I seen a thief take a TV and get on a bus. I've never seen it in my oh, life. Let, 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 him stand, let him stand on the on the corner checking the bus schedule to see what time the next bus is going to come while they hold a TV. Why did that have a flat screen? <laughs> I just, well, I've never guys, seen I it. Play, I want to play um, some feedback. We actually interviewed and talked to some people. Um, last Sunday was an epic um, an epic Sunday in the state of Georgia where there was opportunity to actually see early voting yes. take effect 
in Clayton County, and uh, we were on location at one particular location that um, was the kickoff Souls to the Poles, um, yes. which was a, a combination of so many different initiatives. I remember seeing Ms. Roberta come in with a group that came in on the bus with Traveler's Rest. Um, uh-huh. They brought the church bus and brought people over from church to come in. That was and so exciting. To the polls. From 12 until 5, that parking lot at the Recreational Center in Rex was completely packed, and there was yes. lines wrapped around the building. And so I had an opportunity to speak to a voter, and I wanted to um, to actually play um, – her response to early voting and participating in early voting. So I want you guys to hear this. And we're here on location uh, Sunday, November 26, 2014, and we're continuing our coverage with the Clayton County Transit Martyr Vote uh, referendum that is pushing ahead full steam, um, looking to close out on November 4th, but we're still in our early voting stage. And we had an opportunity to stop one of our early voters as she was coming out of the building. And uh, she would like to share with us a little bit about her experience. Um, how are you doing this afternoon? Doing fantastic. Wonderful. Now, I actually caught you as you were coming out. You still you participated in early voting? Yes, I did. Um, how important is it for people that are residents in Clayton County um, to come out and do the early voting um, opportunities like on a beautiful day like today, for instance? Well, it's a tremendous opportunity for us to try to increase our property values, for us to try to bring commerce back into Clayton County. Uh, when we don't have MARTA, then we don't. We have a lack in job opportunities, and we have a lack in people having transportation to other job opportunities. So we have all these vacant homes sitting around, and some of that is because people can't get to work. So when we have MARTA and we have opportunities for people to travel into the city of Atlanta and bring new business, new businesses into Clayton County, MARTA is a you know that that's like no question. We have to get out and vote, and we have to do it early. We can't wait and decide, oh, we're going to vote on the last day. We have to get a head start. Because something might happen that day. Absolutely right. You have to prepare for all means. So, I mean, you look very nice today. Thank you. So, you know, as as I've been standing here, we see some uh, voters that are coming in and having their Sunday's best. Uh, some are just coming in like they're just casually ready to go in and take care of business. And I just want to thank you uh, for taking the time to speak with us on LiveMopRadio.com right now. Um, is there anything that you'd like to share with other people in the community from your perspective, your point of view of how um, how important it is for them to share this information with other people? Everybody today needs to tell anybody that is over 18 and who is registered to vote to come out today before 5 o'clock. Don't wait until the next day. Don't wait until the last voting day because the lines are going to be long and you don't want to get discouraged and you don't want something to happen where you don't have your opportunity to share your voice. That's the only voice you have. You, know, you can write on Twitter, you can write on Facebook, none of that matters. What matters is when you actually vote. Exactly. So if you have a and don't complain member, about don't it complain because you didn't do anything about it. Don't complain about it. You know, we can't be a community of complainers. We have to be a community of changers. And our only Wonderful. way of changing is to vote. Absolutely. Thank you so much, darling. No I appreciate your time. And we'll be back with Live Mouth Radio. So that was uh, one of the young awesome. ladies that stepped out. Wasn't it a great interview? Um, yes. She she came in. Um, she was one of the early people we saw in the first hour, I believe, that we came out there, and I can you can see the flow of traffic coming down um, down the street. People were standing outside, and you can pretty much tell there were people that was you know really encouraging people to come in and vote. And um, you know what you can see the cars just pulling in. People were pulling in from both directions, looking to come in, and then that line grew so fast 
but it was incredible. They were cheering um, and honking horns. And yeah, everything. and they were patient. Yeah, people were patient. They were just standing in line, and they just looked like they were ready to get in and, and get it done, and they were committed to having that opportunity of um, getting their vote in and making it count. So I know that um, some people in the area also have had family members. I have another interview I want to play real quick of a gentleman who had a family member that worked for Modern, and uh, he was so nice to also give his, his give us his viewpoint on the importance of the early voting and this passing of this vote taking place in Clayton County. Guys, listen to this. We're continuing our coverage. We're live here in uh, Clayton County in Rex. And today we actually have an opportunity to speak to some of the voters as they're coming out. And we want to just continue to find out from the voters their stories and how impactful it is for this referendum for MARTA to pass on November 4th. And so, sir, tell me your name. My name's James Grant. James Grant. So Mr. Grant actually has walked out and started talking to us. And to my understanding, you also shared with us. You actually did your early voting today, right? Yes. Correct. And you shared with us that you have a connection to Marta. Would you uh, share that story with our listeners? Because my connection is that my wife uh, used to work for Marta. Her name was Cassie Grant. She's passed. But uh, she carried her way in such a way with Marta that they call her Miss Marta. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that's my connection. She gave Marta 10 years of her life. What area did she um, route for Marta? Uh, Hamilton. Okay, did she ever uh, do any areas in Clayton County? Yes, she did the Clayton County also. Wonderful. Now, I know you did your voting already. How, is it, how important is it for you and, and so many of the other residents um, that you're coming out of doing early voting and, and working towards helping this, um, this bill to pass for Marta to come back? It's very important. I, I believe that Marta, uh, I voted yes. I don't know about uh, anybody else, but, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's needed. Now, how long have you been a resident in Clayton County? Eleven years. Eleven years. Yeah. For the last... Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's been uh, 20 some odd years. Oh, 20 years. So since we've had, you know, Marta taken out of the community, what have you seen um, the effect in regards to your community and neighborhood with Marta? I want to make a correction, like Ms. Roberta said, that Marta has not been taken out of Clayton County. <laughs> I was going to say uh, that. We, I was going to say yes, we stand corrected. Yes, I'm going to make that correction C right Tran. now. Um, but C-Tran, um, you know, we're just so excited for Marta to come in. We just can't help but to say that it's coming into, this, into the county, so we're, we're already assuming the best. We're just saying it's all wrong, but when we, when we know better, we do better. We stop Amen. an interview to correct and say C-Tran. <laughs> Amen. Which has gone and is now defunct. But I would like to go ahead and let Mr. Grant's uh, interview. He's only got about another minute and so, uh, but he has said some important points. Are being taken out? Uh, I know just people that need a modest is really struggling, mm -hmm. you know, because every little bit helps. Right. Every little bit helps. And, uh, I think it's, I think it's unfair. I really do, because you know. to help 
Marta, just vote for Marta to pass. As a community, we all need to come together, you know. Just this unity is what makes it strong. Unify, you know, being in unity. And I believe in unity. Mr. Grant, he's looking at me like he has. I, I mean, it's, and, and it, you know, this feels... You know, like we're just having a great little individual conversation, which we did uh, before we had this uh, actual, uh, actual opportunity to interview right now. Um, how does it feel, the energy right now, as far as the community? It's a beautiful Sunday. The sun is out. It's a beautiful fall day. Do you feel any type of energy from the people that are coming in and out since we've been standing here? Yes. I don't know whether because it's Sunday, but yes. You know, everybody uh, seems to be very friendly. And I like that. Absolutely. It, I was going to say, for, for us, I know we've been out here covering, uh, you know, talking to different people. What I've seen so far, um, which I think is incredible, is that people are pulling in, they're jumping out their cars, and they're running to this building. And they're, they're looking to get in, get their vote in, make it count, and they're coming out. The people are showing their stickers. Right. You know, that's actually how I knew you came right. and voted. You had your sticker in your hand. Um, and, and it's just that people have the, the sincere desire to um, know and say that my vote counted. Right. If you don't vote, it don't count. Exactly. Uh, firm believer that. Absolutely. Think about our ancestors, what they had to go through in order to vote. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Mr. Grant. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Basically, that's it. Um, you know, Mata has really um, missed a true driver. Um, I was married to my wife like 30 years. Uh, out of the 30 years, she never got a ticket in our entire life. That's the driver she was. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mr. Grant. And we'll continue our coverage with Loud Mouth Radio in just a few minutes. Let me just say, if you guys heard all of that screaming in the back, it was the kids playing, and I wanted to just give kudos to the parents who did not say, you know, I don't have anybody to watch my kids, or I don't want to stand in line with the kids. They brought the kids out. A lot of them brought other people with them, so one would go in to vote while the kids had the opportunity to play at the rec center um, in the little playground. So I know it was a little bit of noise in the back, but I can't even get mad because those kids were excited. And I love parents who start our children young, telling them the importance of voting, telling them the importance of laws and legislation, and getting them involved in politics, community service, grassroots um campaigns and just putting them in a position where they're not ignorant, where they are not ignorant because of age, just because a child is small. If they can pick up these iPhone pads, iPhone, uh, iPads, and I mean, hello, if they can do that, then we can empower our children young. I'm talking about seriously, my granddaughter, when when the uh, election was going on in, in Chicago, Back in 2008, she was there. Mimi, are we going to watch the rally tonight? You know they're doing <laughs> She was so involved, and she was four. But that's because I involved my son, and my son then passed it on to, to my granddaughter, and she was very, very involved. Miss Roberta has her grandbaby, honey. She is the face of the place. She had her on her hip. <laughs> yes, she is the that's, face That's my great-granddaughter. Of, let me tell oh, you. that's right. That, she is the new president 
of the Friends of Clayton County Transit. Let me tell you. Now you talk about she a thing, work that's seriously. the one. Yes, can, I, can I jump here in here and say something about young people voting? You sure can. Um, I know in the previous um, interview, the young woman said you can tweet on social media, you can post on Facebook, you know, but you, you know, if you don't come out and vote, it means nothing. And as we speak, I'm standing outside of the Tabernacle um, out here downtown Atlanta. There's this concert they have engaged the you know young rappers to encourage people to get out to vote, and I'm standing here, and I'm wondering how many of the people in this crowd have actually registered to vote, and how many of them are actually going to go out and vote after this concert. I think, you know, I've heard a few people talking, and they're like, oh, it's, you know, it's a free concert, and I'm like, it's for voting. Are you actually going to take that next step and vote? Because that's what matters, and I think we're a generation where we're quick to express our opinions. Mm-hmm. on social media and mm-hmm. get them out there, but we are not as quick to act on it, especially if it's not something easy and <laughs> if it's not exactly. quick. And, and, and so what excites me about the martyr referendum in, Clayton, referendum in Clayton County is that it's a no-brainer. It's quick. Mm-hmm. It's easy. They don't have to think mm-hmm. very hard about tra- transit as, a, as an issue. Um, they can see why, you know, going and checking the yes box, you know, at, on this – effort really benefits them and I think that's how we reach younger voters is by talking about the issues on the ballot you know what are the issues because I know young people when I have conversations with them they don't want to get involved in politics that's the first thing they say I don't want to get involved in politics it's too much right and and while it's difficult to get them to you know form an opinion on a person and an individual that's running for an elected office an issue is something they can grab onto, something they can hold onto, something they can say, if I vote yes, I get a bus, I get access to, you know, jobs, I get access to school, I get all, all this access. If I say no, I'm going to be stuck walking. And that is something very real that they can feel, that they understand, that's simple, and, and, and they can move forward with. Um, so anyways, I just wanted to comment on that aspect, and, 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 yeah, like, too many young people are not being engaged by their parents to go out and vote. I know for me, I didn't really think about voting seriously until I got to college and decided to major in public policy, and it wow. didn't take a college degree for me to realize how important my vote is, and Absolutely. so... Um, yeah, I just think in Clayton County, I'm excited because there are so many young people going to the polls and, vote, and voting for this. Um, you know, I was on Instagram the other day just flipping through pictures, and I saw the picture of the Clayton County, you know, ballot question. And this guy said, come out and, you know, vote yes on this transit thing. We got to get it right. And this guy couldn't be more than 22 years old. And I was excited because I was like, yes, another one. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, because I'm going to tell you, Brianna, yeah. you got a very valid point. Last week, I was actually at one of my client's locations that's in Jonesboro. She has a restaurant that's located right on Main Street. And it was a young lady sitting in the back of the restaurant. And so we, um, Jazzy and I, both had literature in regards to, um, you know, the the vision of transit, the, you know, the nice flyer that you guys have that shows the the, the, uh, the bus lines and the, the actual transit um, timeline as far as implementing 
uh, bus lines and things of that nature. So I was, the girl just started asking me some questions. So I asked her, did she vote? And she looked at me puzzled, like, vote for what? <laughs> and, you know, that led into a whole other conversation. I almost wanted to, like, just choke her and be like, for real? Did you just say that? Like, for real? My but producer did not say she wanted to choke somebody. You guys did not hear that. I was, just, I was just, like, I was just really being exaggerant. But, like, for real. Like, this is how excited I was about that moment. Like, girl, for real, let me tell you what's happening. <laughs> so, yeah, I really wanted to, like, uh, you know, but I did have an opportunity to tell her that, you know, it's important for her to vote and not, you know, that the presidential votes are not the only time that people vote. Which right. is what some people had the falsity of belief of thinking. Most people. Most people. Yes. And, you know, Briante yes. brought to mind this, yeah, this is Roberta again. Briante brought to my mind something that we covered when we when we did um, the voter education training at, at the uh uh, Friends of Clayton Transit Education Center, and we call yes. it an education center so that we can educate the public. You can't assume mm-hmm. that people know these things. Mm-hmm. And, right. and Jazz uh, said earlier, talking about something else, but it's something I use about voting and being engaged, and that is people do better when they know better. That's it's right. really true. Yes. So and in the true. instance of young people, Briante brought up a good point. If you make it relevant, they will vote. If you make it relevant exactly. to their everyday lives. And what, what we do, what I have do uh, is an exercise that literally breaks down everything we do in our lives every day. Everything. Mm-hmm. everything and that's how they have to be able to relate. Is affected by right. an elected official, someone hired by an elected official, or appointed by an elected official. Mm-hmm. And, and I start right at the top with the air we breathe. Mm-hmm. You know, and they mm-hmm. say, well, that's not true. How do we do that? Well, have you heard of the Environmental Protection Agency? That's right. Have you heard of the regulations that control the quality of air, air quality? Did you hear about Atlanta being mm-hmm. fine because the emissions in the ozone was too high? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and go with young people, you talk about student loans. You know, we were one vote away in the Senate from being able to do away with, with these debts that these students are facing now, mm-hmm. these, you know, former students, all of this debt, one vote away in the Senate. One vote away Lord, from can we, Obama can we tried do it to one do more that. Time? Girl, can we one do that right vote. now? One vote. So it does matter. When you talk about the sentences that these young people face when they go to court, you mm-hmm. know, these judges are elected. And, mm-hmm. and uh, when you talk to young people about those kinds of things that they definitely are familiar with, but they didn't know an elected person had anything to do with, then you grab them. Then you you can you can right. you can inform them right. on the other things. But if you talk about the basic things, as Briante says, the things that interest them, the things that will right. make a difference, immediate difference in their lives. The price of gas at the pump. You know what? The price of gas. We have we have we have OPEC, and we have people that that are regulating these gas prices. The mm-hmm. car insurance. We talk mm-hmm. about you know if you got a car, you got to pay for the gas, but you also got to have car insurance. There is a state insurance commissioner. There are people that set those rates and govern those rates, and a lot of voters, not just the young people, but a lot of voters don't know that. So, mm-hmm. so again, it goes back to the people do they people do better when they know better. That's but true. part right. of what we what we've been able to do on this transit issue is to do the education that's needed. And I'm very Mr. proud Robert, of I'm the glad whole coalition for that. I'm going to tell you this. At the same time, right after that young lady, I had another lady that gave her the flyer about uh, early voting. She was sitting at a table with another woman that already voted. And one of the things, the first thing she asked is that I'm a homeowner. And you can tell that she had been hesitant on the vote for Marta because, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, people sometimes they don't know how things affect them. And so she asked, how is this going to affect me as a homeowner? Mm-hmm. And you know the tax, you know taxes and things of that nature. And so the one cent, 
um, the penny, the penny tax. Can you elaborate on that um, uh, for us? And then I'm gonna. We also have another uh, guest that's right in queue that I'm gonna bring in in just a second. But if you could, uh, Miss Roberta. Uh-huh. Real briefly, okay, I'm so. so sorry to cross over, Briante. I know that you are um, so graciously on the line, but if you need to leave, because we know you were invited to another event, so if you need to leave us, we do thank you so much. If you stay, we're, we're appreciated if you want to just hang out with us, but if you need to leave, darling, we do appreciate you for coming on. So. Okay, thank you. I'm actually going to hop off. It's starting to get crazy. There's a crowd here, and I know I'm gonna, it's going to get noisy, but I appreciate okay. you all for letting me talk. Thank and you I know so much, darling. That. Thank you. Thanks, Briante. Thank you. Bye. So on the so on the penny, um, what what the penny is is a sales tax, um, and and it's interesting about the homeowner because I do need to make this point, and it's something that we really struggled with trying to make sure people understand. This penny is not going to affect our property taxes. It's not going to be drawn on property taxes. Property taxes cannot cannot be used to pay for transit. I know that there has been some of our officials in the county, mm-hmm. I won't name, mm-hmm. have actually mm-hmm. perpetuated that myth because they wanted to confuse voters and confuse the citizens, but it is not true. This mm. is a one-cent sales tax, a 1% sales tax. So right now when you go to the grocery store, and you in Clayton County is 7%, in Atlanta is 8%. Whatever mm-hmm. your sales tax is, this will be a one-cent increase to the sales tax. The other interesting thing about this 1% is that 65% of that $49 million a year will be generated by people traveling through Clayton County at the airport. You know, Absolutely. over 90% of the airport literally sits in Clayton County. Mm. So every 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 item that's sold, every ticket that's purchased, every you know, the fuel that's pumped, Anything that that is that is bought and purchased at the airport, the sales tax on that will benefit Clayton County. So, 65% of that money raised off of the mm-hmm. sales tax will not come from Clayton County citizens. Uh, that's a win-win for for that the residents. That is resident absolutely win-win. Oh that's my huge. goodness! And that's it huge. won't affect your property taxes. It will, however, public transportation has been studied and found to help increase property value. So say that one more time. I just really property. need yes. you to say that again because this yes. is the myth. That that statement alone is the myth of if we bring transit here, my property value will go down. Right, increase or, or decrease, but my tax property will go value up. will actually increase. And mm-hmm. with Clayton County having some of the highest rates of foreclosures, with people being able to get to jobs and get better jobs and, and expand their, their reach, then a lot of the houses that have been foreclosed on can be bought, can be rented. People mm-hmm. can then begin to save their property. Uh, it will have an overwhelming effect of improving what we already have. Where transit grows, where transit goes, there's growth. Where, where economic opportunities grow, because there's another phase to this that the voters may not be aware of, and it's called transit-oriented development. Mm-hmm. And if you look at places like Lindbergh, if you look around the Lindbergh Martyr Station, which mm-hmm, is the headquarters mm-hmm. for Martyr, if you notice that they built up these shops around that, that yes. station. Yes, I built used to up live right over there. Mm-hmm. Nice eating restaurants, the very mm-hmm. upscale kinds of, of things. That's called transit-oriented development. 
And so when you begin to make those kinds of developments, and, and let's just, you know, say that we actually had a conversation with the U.S. Secretary of Transportation, uh, Brother Anthony Fox, when he was mm-hmm. here for the Rainbow Push Conference. Uh, I sat on a panel with him, and he said he was very familiar with Clayton County and what's going on in Clayton County and looking forward to the outcome of this vote. But I asked him specifically, will your office, will the U.S. Secretary of Transportation be available and willing to help us, the community, us, Mm -hmm. um, make sure that we are involved now in transit-oriented development and all of the growth opportunities and all of the potential business opportunities for local citizens, Uh, not for somebody to come in from Virginia and New York to to snap up everything and develop, but to help us develop around this transit-oriented development. And he said, absolutely, yes. I will bring you all huge. to D.C. I will send a team to Clayton County. We will mm-hmm. be in hand in hand with you all to make mm-hmm. the best of this. So I think that we, we have a much broader something to look forward That's to significant. after the election. Absolutely. That means that you have literally uh, really cross-sectored, um, you know, the national uh, arm with D.C. Um, so that that means that there's a lot of big eyes that's, that's really hanging over this whole thing mm-hmm. as it's going into mm-hmm. this development stage of this election tomorrow and going, well, you know, from the point from the beginning all the way up until this point, it, it's not something that's, you know, that, that happened overnight, and it does take a process. And what I want to do is we do have a guest um, online, and we also have someone that um, I, I believe is, has a significant voice because, he, too, has worked, lived in Clayton County, and has had the opportunity to see the experiences of how this has affected things uh, for him. And uh, I want to bring in uh, Mr. Tolbert. Are you on the line with us? Yes, I am. I'm here. Good evening. Hi. Hi. How are Good you? Good evening. Good evening. Mr. Tolbert. Wonderful. And you are another, like Jazzy spoke on, um, in leasing. And if you would elaborate on your experiences being a leasing agent in Clayton County and how Ms. Robert and others have spoken on the transformation of residency in the county and how that's affected you even with your, your livelihood. Right. Right. Not cutting you off. I'm actually a leasing and marketing specialist for an apartment complex in Jonesboro. And fortunately, unfortunately, when I took the position, I was fortunate enough to actually live on the property where I did not need transportation. However, mm-hmm. as the position grew and the leasing aspect dwindled because some of the questions that we did receive were, are you mm-hmm. on the bus line? And mm-hmm. so many times we had to say, unfortunately, we are not. And that affected the numbers going up on the property that affected us getting leases. And it also affected the type of people who actually moved to the area. Mm-hmm. So it was paramount to me that this be on the ballot and that it goes through because it, it does affect us in those aspects. Now, as I said, I lived on the property, didn't necessarily need a car. However, I couldn't venture out outside of the community because right. I Too didn't far. have a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. didn't have transportation, so I had to walk to the grocery store. I had to borrow the grocery store's uh, grocery carts to push my groceries home in. Mm-hmm. and return the card the next day. So I think it is extremely important, and not just for early voting, but it's just important to vote, period, as you were stating earlier. If this younger generation only knew what the struggle was and what the struggle was about just to get the right, people died just mm-hmm. for us to have the right, the African-American community, to have the right to vote. We were hosed. We were, we were beaten. 
And it's not just for the African-American community. It's for everyone. It does. It affects everyone. So I just wanted to weigh in on that. Well, thank you so much because, you know, a lot of times I think people – you know, they don't hear, they, they hear from leaders and they hear from um, higher-ups. And a lot of times we forget that the higher-ups and the leaders are people too. So it is imperative that we hear from, quote-unquote, regular people. It's, it's The regular people. You know, the regular yeah. people. Yeah, I, I, I consider myself a regular folk. You know, that, that's what I always say too. You know, we, 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 we do this with regular folk. We, we, we train regular folk off yes. the street how to go yes. to the Capitol and lobby. You know, yes. this, exactly. this is how you fight for what you need. Yes. Exactly. And it's important to hear from, as our president says, we need to hear from Main Street. We need we mm-hmm. need to hear from Mr. Johnson who lives next door, you know, Miss Brown Absolutely. down the street. And because these are the people that are affected every That's day. That's it. Yes. And, 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 we, and Mr. Talbert, I'm certain that you also uh, can tell some stories about some of your tenants uh, going through stuff uh, after the loss of the of the bus service. Mm-hmm. Um because I, oh, I would hear no matter where I went, no matter where I went, you know, they, they would, you know, walk into Popeye's and Miss Roberta when the bus is coming. You know, I mean, but but tell me some of the things that your tenants faced. Uh, basically, the issues that I faced. Again, I was fortunate enough to live where I work, but it was difficult for me to go to the grocery store. It was difficult for me for, to make a doctor's appointment. I had no means of transportation, and this was an issue. It was an issue for everyone involved because, again, it wasn't there. That service was not provided. So even though it was, quote, unquote, um, a B property, nice amenities and such, people didn't have access to it. And if you didn't have transportation, like me, you were stuck there. So you had to depend on someone to come and pick you up. So it was an issue for the residents as well as everyone involved. It affects the area. It affects businesses. Because if we can't get there, we can't spend the money. We can't patronize you if we can't get there. Right, right. And, guys, I want to say something with this. You know, the the other aspect of, uh, you know, the tourism, um, the, uh, you know, the state in itself does not realize that, you know, we have Atlanta, Metro Atlanta is a huge, attractive hub for people to relocate here. I don't know if people have really thought about the aspect of how much that has affected people's decisions to move here. Like Ms. Mm-hmm. Roberta said, there's a, a large commodity of people that move. You know, most most of Atlanta is full of transients. So like myself, who's from a big city, Chicago, I'm come from Chicago or from New York or D.C. I'm accustomed to jumping on and off a train. I don't even have a car because of the... Okay, somebody was asking a little bit there. But you're so accustomed to being able to have that mobility, and then you make a decision to say, okay, I want to come south where it's better weather, mm-hmm. there's opportunities, mm-hmm. the, the real estate is cheaper, I can buy more for my bucks, especially Atlanta development as far as real estate. But then I look at the area, I have to, you know, maybe my, my income won't allow me to stay in the areas that is like a Lindbergh or a Buckhead or, you know, some of the place around mm-hmm. the immediate perimeter, right. So then that means I have to start venturing out more. So as I look at these other areas that's just as beautiful, have, you know, maybe, um, you know, from a real estate perspective, I can buy a lot of houses, don't have my neighbors sitting on top of me. I'm exactly. weighing pros and cons because I can't get around, you know. But, you know, so all the areas has, you just mentioned, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that just affects the amount of people that will consider, you know, moving to a city, um, you know, because you have areas like Henry County, Clayton County, um, Butts County, Griff. You just keep going south or 
or, or over, you know, any outskirts. Um, where, you know, Atlanta is a huge population of Fortune 500 companies. So mm-hmm. there's a surge of business opportunities, and you know, or if you live in some of these outskirting areas, you're trying to get jobs, you can't get hired because you can't even get into the city to the jobs that are out there. So our exactly. unemployment rate stays high. You know, yeah. um, the and if uh, our unemployment the, the, rate stays high, then people are right. angry because they're hungry, and then crime decides, hey, I'm not going to stay down. Job. I'm going to go right up because I need to rob you. I need to hit you. I'm angry. I'm hungry. My baby needs yeah. new pair of shoes. The light bill do. Yeah, there was there was there was a couple of things that I wanted to mention behind what Sonny was just saying, though. The areas that you mentioned, Sonny, uh, Buckhead, Lindbergh, even up in Dunwoody. Guess what they have? They all have transit. transit. They all have transit. Exactly. They all have MARTA. They all have MARTA. They Mm -hmm. all have MARTA. So Mm -hmm. if it's good enough for them, exactly, it's good enough for us. That's right. You know, and and that's the thing we talked a little while ago about stigma. But come on, let's be real. Where the jobs are is is up north of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Where the where the growth is is north of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where people need to get to in order to be have viable incomes and viable jobs. So, you know, it's just kind of ironic that the, the naysayers that, that are opposing transit in Clayton County or they also the people that work, yeah, they have access. <laughs> Thank you so much. And so, and, and then the other thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, so uh-huh. like you have, you, you know, know, the Falcons are moving their stadium. The Braves are moving their stadiums. So if you you know on one side of town trying to get to the other, how are you going to get there? How you do know, you do what, it? What did they announce um, today in Cobb it? County? They announced today right. on the news in, that Cobb County wants to have bus service for their new stadium. Yes. Get that. Yeah. You know, get that. Guys, we're going to take a quick coming? commercial break. <laughs> After that, yeah. we're going to take a quick commercial break. <laughs> but we're going to come back on with Miss Katie Foster, who's holding diligently with, with all right, us on right. AFL-CIO. Um, a very important labor organization. Let's hold one second for a commercial break. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. It takes great content and the right media branding mix to deliver a great service. Here at Loudmouth Radio Network, we intend on doing both and exceeding our own expectations. Advertising on LoudmouthRadio.com provides you a cost-effective vehicle to brand your business repeatedly, providing you packages that consistently announce your business without breaking the bank. Despite the traditional high price tag that traditional radio brings, it makes sense to become a media partner with Loudmouth Radio that provides you an already built-in multimedia campaign to push your brand out. Make sure you contact us today, and any of our specialists with Loudmouth Media Brand will be able to help you get out further. Contact us today at 706-363-3895. And don't forget, visit us online at loudmouthradio.com. Okay, guys, we are live on LiveMouthRadio.com, and it's a beautiful evening, November 3rd. We are actually in some real winter times going on in Atlanta, and uh, we're on e- uh, Election Eve, as I call it, um, the night before such a vital, important time for the state of Georgia and many other states to have their elected officials and the people that we need in the right spaces and places to make things happen. And so we have on the line with us tonight live uh, Ms. Roberta Abdul-Salam, as well as we had uh, Ms. Briante McCorkle that's with uh, Georgia Sierra Club. And I want to also uh, have an opportunity to bring on Ms. Katie Foster that is with the AFL-CIO Labor Union organization. Are you there with us, Ms. Katie? I am. Hi, Ms. Katie. Hi, honey. Good evening. Hi, 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 hi. Good evening. 
<laughs> now, I know we you've been waiting diligently. <laughs> Actually, I was just enjoying so much. I always learn so much when Roberta speaks. I learn something every time I hear her talk about transit. Oh my gosh, she's the best! I told I and I don't know if you heard this earlier part of the show. I said I don't do autographs, but she she probably will become a person. I'm gonna have to have her autograph. But Miss Katie, let me just say this about you because we have had the the wonderful opportunity to be brought in on the end on the tail end um, of this campaign. But nonetheless, we have been able to be um, just just boiled and wrapped and enveloped in so much good, good, good information and needed information. And you and your organization, oh, my God, as I stated uh, earlier today when we were with you, that I was looking at some things on Twitter saying, wait a minute, let me go and research this. Let me look at this. Let me look up the history. And to find out so many other things that the labor union does is incredible. Absolutely incredible. So speak, speak. Just I won't even take up any more of, of the time. Tell us who you are, what you do, and and why it's so important this vote. Well, uh, I'm Katie Foster, and uh, actually lived in Atlanta for probably 22 years. And about two years ago, I moved away to New Jersey. Came back here just um, this year, June, July. And I came okay. back here to serve as the coordinator for what we call the Five Cities Project, the Atlanta Five Cities Project. And I guess I need to tell us a little bit about what that is. Please uh, as you stated, I'm with the AFL-CIO, which is uh, American Federation of Labor, Congress of Industrial Organizations. And uh, the national AFL has um, an executive vice president by the name of Tafari Gebray who is a very vibrant, energetic, and well-connected to the community person. He is just a down-to-earth vice, executive vice president. And yes, he yes. had this vision that he wanted to empower or build the South. And we've been doing this for years and years and years, trying to empower the South in organizing and just in workers' rights, period. Uh-huh. But he came up with the idea that we've been trying to bite off too much to make a real change. So let's start little by little uh-huh. and build to make that change. So okay. he initiated a program that he called the Five Cities Project. There are two cities in in uh, Texas, two in, in uh, Florida, and, of course, Atlanta. Uh-huh. I am the coordinator for the Atlanta Five Cities Project, and the purpose of that project is to empower working people in the South so that we can build stronger organizations, so that we can have stronger uh, communities, so that we can have stronger community relationships. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess back in July, there was a meeting of our affiliates, which is the local labor unions of the AFL-CIO Central Labor Council, and those affiliates were actually looking at and planning, how do we begin this project? What do, what do we need to do first? So we decided that two of the things they wanted to come out of it was truly member and increased member involvement. Mm-hmm. And one of the other things was to build a real bridge with community, not mm-hmm. one where we normally go in and we'll ask a preacher to come and pray of for us if we're on strike or something. Or we'll right. ask somebody to come in and, and to do something with us when we need them. 
But this is about giving back to the community and putting something where, I guess, putting our money where our mouth is. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have uh, a commitment of resources to help with this campaign in Clayton County, and our executive vice president has followed through with every commitment that he made. Uh, We have been fortunate enough to work with a great uh, coalition that was basically already formed in Clayton County and who opened their arms graciously to allow labor to come in, even though we had amalgamated transit unit union, which was already there because they represent the MARTA workers. Mm-hmm. So they've been right. fighting this fight for a long time. But having the backing of the national AFL to come in has made a difference. And what we've attempted to do is to work with the coalition in terms of uh, reaching the people who need to be reached, educating people when that, that time came, and now going into the phase of actually trying to get out the vote. So mm-hmm. it's very important to us, not only for our membership, because we actually have over 8,000 members who live in Clayton County, and wow. mem- many wow. of our own members are faced with the turmoil that they have to go through of having no transit. We have Fair airport Fair workers who get off work, and when that last bus or train a train has left and they have no way to get any other any other place, they have to stay there all night until their shift comes up again the next day. Uh, so it's wait a minute. So let me ask you this, Ms. Katie. How, is the, mm-hmm. how does the airport handle that with the workers, you know, camping out like that? Is You know, how does that... Well, it's a real problem because the airport doesn't, the airport does not want them sleeping there. And they have no choice but to stay someplace until they can get a train to go home. Or many times they wind up staying there until it's time for their next shift. So that's, that's one of the reasons saying. we're involved in this. Yes. But you know what? And can reasons. you imagine? I'm sorry. I just want to say, can no, you imagine on, how that affects the psyche of those people? You know, like yeah. anybody, you know, you work, you want to leave. You want to go home. You want to let loose. You just want to relax. Yeah. So you have to just hang around, you know. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just incredible. Or either just stuck there. That's incredible. I just I'm just <laughs> go ahead and continue. I'm just I'm just blown away with just that whole aspect of how that's happening. Well, just a short while that I've been involved and been in Clayton County, I've met any number of people who are affected by this issue every day. And I think it was, I tell this little story that I picked up. Uh, I was in a meeting one day downtown Atlanta, and there was a gentleman there who was actually a leader in Clayton County who was talking about the need for educating our young people about this vote. Mm -hmm. And he talked about his own daughter. He had turned 18, and he was saying, you know, are you going to vote? And she said, no, I'm not going to vote. I don't want to vote. What am I going to vote for? But Mm. she was so excited about going to Clayton State. So he asked her, he said, well, if you don't vote, how are you going to get to Clayton State? You don't have a car. How are you going to get to school? And she <laughs> said, mm, I hadn't thought about it that way. I guess I'll go vote. So I thought that was an interesting story and actually definitely uplifts the need for, as the brother was saying earlier when he was talk about talking about the need to educate our young people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People, I think anybody needs a reason to go to the polls. They have to see a reason to go to the polls to vote. Correlation. Right. Sometimes, right. 
yes, we have to help people understand or see the need for going to the polls based on what they're experiencing, based on what they're going through. And I think that uh, the coalition, the Friends Coalition, is really, really doing a great job of reaching out to people to help them understand how this transit issue affects, affects them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. If, 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 I may, if I may say something, too, that um, sure. Katie can speak mm-hmm. on better, but I want to make sure that she does that. Uh, part of what AFL-CIO has done is put uh, the, the very powerful, dynamic team of canvassers on the street six days a week um, yeah. in Clayton County, and, and I want her to share that with you guys before the time runs out. Uh, about what the canvassers have done and how many numbers and what their responses have been from the people they talk to. Thank you, Roberta. Yes, we've had uh, 17 to 20 canvassers on the street, as Roberta said, six days a week, six hours a day. And lately it's been seven days a week. But what Mm. they've done, they've knocked on right now over 22,000 doors. And um, they've had live conversations with more than 7,000 people at the doors. And the surprising thing is is that this has been going on since um, early September, I guess it was. And consistently, the numbers have been the people who are in favor of transit, the percentage has run consistently from 80 to 85% for and those mm-hmm. other 15 to 20% people are actually undecided. They've had very few people who said, no, I will not vote for transit or I'm not interested in MARTA coming to Clayton County. Eighty to 85% have said, yes, I am interested. I do want it to come. I will vote for it. Mm-hmm. That is so awesome. You know what? I, I think a lot of times people who... Um, and I want to say this to Mr. Tober because we um, did find out that Mr. Tober has now gone to volunteer. So he will be working the polls oh, tomorrow. He will oh, be working great. the polls tomorrow. So we're really excited. And that just goes to show you that all you have to do, one one person um, shared that, that commercial. Well, I forgot the shampoo, but I didn't forget the commercial. Years and years ago, they had, you know, you tell one person and so on and so on, and that person tells the next person and so on and so on. And it just keeps going and going and going. If we just share the reason why, my mother says, you know, I'm not complaining, I'm just explaining. Mm-hmm. If if I don't complain about it but I explain to you why, why is it necessary, people respond favorably usually. Usually they respond favorably if you educate them, as Ms. Roberta says, as, as you have said, Ms. Katie, as Mr. Tober said, and, and just as we believe, if we educate people and ourselves mm-hmm. as to why, as to what, as to when, as to how, and if we give people visualization and we remind them, if we give them the spirit of remembrance of our forefathers and our foremothers that have gone before us, whether white, black, straight, gay, green, Asian, across the board, and none of that really matters. As long as we're giving them education, people generally take it and they do change. You do make a change when you know better. You just Mm -hmm. do. You just do. In general, you do. So we really, really appreciate all of this information, all of it. For me, I'm just like bubbling. I am so bubbling um, 
with all of the knowledge and the wealth of of information that has been given. Some I don't even know. I just sit back and like, let me read this in my spare moments when we're not, you know, helping work the campaigns and other things that we do. But it, it just has been such an amazing moment. Now, briefly, because we're, we're just about out of time, but each of you please briefly say, now tomorrow, we got to get to tomorrow. we got to get everybody mm-hmm. out, as many people as possible still to vote. But I want to just step past the vote. We We do the vote. We win, because that's what I I decreed to be so. We win, and then Wednesday morning after everybody has collapsed and rested for maybe a couple of days, what next? Miss Katie, what next? I think that's very important, what next, because as I see it, the work has just begun. Mm -hmm. There are so many things that have yet to to happen or need to happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, One is that there needs to be a watchdog to make sure that MARTA owns up to its contract that is already signed. Mm-hmm. I think that there is a need for uh, the community to be involved with, whether it's community um, uh, benefits agreement or some type of, some form of making sure that all that infrastructure and all of that work that's going to be started in Clayton County goes to Clay- people from Clayton County. Mm-hmm. And I think the other part of that has that has to be ensured is that it's not just jobs that people get, but livable okay. wage jobs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. very important. Awesome. Ms. Roberta, what's your response? Um, my response is that I agree with everything Katie said. <laughs> um, I think it's very important. I no, I'm, I said it earlier, you know, uh, to make mm-hmm. sure that the development is, is, is beneficial to the community and to make sure that, you know, the the jobs that were committed are actually happening. We have to do that. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't we don't finish up tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. I agree with Katie. And and the thing that I would like to do in these last couple of minutes is give out a couple of numbers because we are trying to get people to the polls and we're offering rides to the polls. So yes. if it's okay, I'd like to leave you guys with the phone Please number do. for rides Please to the do. polls. Mm-hmm. Uh, 404-524-VOTE. 404-524-VOTE. Uh, Georgia Coalition for People's Agenda is coordinating rides to the polls. Mm-hmm. We actually will have people on site at the Friends of Clayton Transit uh, office uh, here in Riverdale uh, that they will forward those to and direct them to. But we still got to recognize that there are a lot of people that are sitting at home that might want to yes. go vote and they don't have a ride. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's a real issue and that's a real challenge. Uh, also, election protection. Uh, if you go to the polls, you know that you've registered to vote and there is a problem, mm-hmm. don't leave. Mm-hmm. Do not leave the poll without voting. And you say, well, how am I going to vote if they don't let me? You can vote a provisional ballot. Mm-hmm. Vote a provisional ballot if you run into any problems, if they say they won't accept your ID, if they say your address is different than what we've got on the books, if they say we don't see your name, vote a provisional ballot. You have that right. You should not leave a polling location without voting. And we do have uh, election protection lawyers across the state that -hmm. can help with any issues as they arise. Again, Mm -hmm. call the Friends of Clayton Transit Office, if nothing else, 770-907-4983. Go to the website and the Facebook page for other information. If you're not sure where you go vote, there's a link on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not sure, exactly. If you're not sure you're registered, there's a link you can check. 
So um, those are my those are my my parting remarks. I mean, uh, Katie covered the rest of what we have to do after this election. Yes. Well, we appreciate you again and again yes, and again and again ladies. for all of the work that you guys have done up until this point, prior to this point, and beyond. We know that this is not the end of our coalition because we're now uh, we're committed to the cause of making our community a better. We have a saying here that you know we're committed to ourselves, our family, our community, locally and globally. So there's no way that we can hear about something and not be a part of it in some form, in some form. And there's so many ways to give to um, all of these organizations, either independently or as a collective coalition. So we really appreciate you guys coming on Loudmouth Radio and taking a little time and spending it with us to share with us as well as our listeners how they can go about making a change here in Clayton County and how it affects not only just Clayton County, surrounding areas, but our state. So thank you so much. We will see you guys tomorrow. We will be on that bandwagon following you around and helping people know what to do, where to go. And if we look a little crazy, it's because we tied like (laughs) y'all. Consider consider yourselves loudmouth media, loudmouth radio, uh, part of the Friends of Clayton Transit Coalition. Yes, most definitely, right. most definitely. Thank you so much, and I'm going to turn it over to my producer because I really need a cup of coffee. <laughs> oh my but God! Thank you yes. guys. Okay. Thank you so Bye-bye. much, Miss Katie. You're welcome. You know, this has been Bye-bye. a Thank you. We we actually have to say again, um, just to everyone that has called in and has been a part of this movement with the Friends of Clayton Transit, um, and, and, and the one thing I think we want to do is also to encourage people, you can go and connect with them on Facebook. Um, I, I don't know, Kate, are you still there? I'm here, yes. I was going to say, if you would, share your social media information for the organization um, to where that our audience or anybody that may be listening um, to connect with you guys. Website, Actually, Twitter, Facebook. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 thank you. It's it's very simple. Uh, they can connect on Facebook at ClaytonTransit.com. They can connect on the inter- on the website, FriendsOfClaytonTransit.com. And um, um, our Twitter is Clayton Transit. I mean, it's very, very, very simple. You can just Google Friends of Clayton Transit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank and you, and, and also, Miss um, Katie, you're, you're at uh, AFLCIO Georgia, I believe, at Twitter. Um, and, and I guess mm-hmm. you guys have a website for your uh, for Georgia. Do you know your actual website for Georgia for AFL? Yes, it's just AFLCIO Georgia. Dot com. Oh, dot org. Okay. Dot org. Oh, it is dot com. Okay, great. Um, so, ladies, I want to tell you again, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with us this evening. And it's so important that, you know, everyone take a stance and, and vote. Make your make your vote count. Make your voices be heard. And, uh, you know, we just want to commend you, ladies. I have never seen um, a, a fine oil machine running and working as much as you guys have done over the last week and a half, almost two weeks that we've been exposed <laughs> to you guys, you know, upfront and personally, personally close. And um, it's just amazing when you see um, 
so many different people, uh, so many, as we say, so many chiefs of so many different organizations and groups and civic leaders. Um, you know, last week Reverend Al Sharpton came in. You guys have had uh, Jesse Jackson. You had the nuns on the bus. You guys have just had so many um, oh. friends on different Dr. ways Joseph to reach Lowry people. kicked it off, though. Dr. Lowry kicked yes, it off. Yes, yes. yes. Dr. Lowry, Lowry, Andrew Young. Congressman David Scott, Andrew Young. Yes. Just, you know, our... our, our it's just our, been a host. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, that the great thing is that this information is accessible. You can go online. You can see footage. You can hear some of the uh, press conferences, see the rallies. So I encourage any and everyone to also seek the opportunity to um, be involved. You can volunteer. When I tell you these people need volunteers, it is it's, it's yeah. so vital. So you can also go to Friends of Clayton uh transit dot com and sign up as a volunteer and also see who these different organizations are that are on their website. So again ladies, I, I wanna tell you guys thank you so much. And um you. you know, get some rest. It's gonna be a long day tomorrow. <laughs> and, and let, I, me, I let wanna... me give you another let me give you another website for uh AFL. Okay. You okay. can also go to www dot georgiaunions dot org. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I wanted to say really, really quickly as well that you can. We we were able to catch such good footage um, on the few rallies that we were able to to get in, and just some of the audio. I know we're gonna have snippets posted here and there, but you can access those at Loudmouth TV. Am I right? Uh, yep, loudmouthtv.com. You'll be able to access some of the um, video footage that we captured, and you'll be able to hear some snippets of our audio. So stay tuned, guys. It's so much, and it was so much to go in and know how to edit and, and take out this part. We were like, no, this whole thing has to play. Of course, I wanted the whole thing to play, and we only have about two minutes here and there. <laughs> but it's it's good good stuff and it's it's important information that people I think need to know why things connect the dots because just like the Sierra Club you would never know if you're not paying attention if you're not in a, a, a go green person you will never understand why um, environmentalists are connected to transit mm-hmm. you know right. so it's very important to hear and to see and connect the connect the dots and go back and look up a lot of the information in the history of how, why, what, when, and where. So, again, thank you so much. And I said I was going to get off the phone because I need coffee. So, Thank you, ladies. <laughs> I'm okay, I don't want to tell our listeners. Let's, look, thank let's you so go much. vote, y'all. <laughs> yes. Yes. Go yes vote. to jobs. Yes to transit. Yes to MARTA. Make sure you vote there on you November 14th. Yes tomorrow. Yes. And what are, the, what are the times the polls are going to be open? 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. So we got a whole 12-hour lockdown to get it and, in. And I told, look, I told the young lady earlier, uh, as long as you're inside the door by 7 p.m., you'll be able to vote. That's <laughs> it. All right. That's it. Pick your foot in the door. Get it caught in the corner. <laughs> Even if they squish your pinky toe, it'll heal. But I want to tell our get listeners. Get some rest, lady. We will. <laughs> exactly. Um, I want to encourage our listeners to, to make sure you tune in next week where we'll have a special guest. We'll be back on our regular schedule with Tea Time, the Entrepreneurial Academy. And we're going to have a very special guest, Ms. Carolyn McKenzie, who is the founder and the director of Mental Health for the African American Community. Um, this is going to be a fantastic show. I know that I believe October is uh, one of the months to recognize mental health, mm-hmm. and she too is a significant factor. Her organization is based out of the Henry County area. She's a nonprofit grassroots program, 
that provides mental and behavioral health education, awareness, support, and referral services for the African-American families and the professionals that serve them. So that is going to be a very great opportunity to get the resources. And, I mean, her story is uh, incredible. It is absolutely incredible. It's a miracle. Um, It is a miracle. miracle. Yes, she has a testimony like you would not believe. Um, so that is going to be an awesome, uh, awesome show. And then we're just going to just continue to keep doing what we feel that's, that's best, and that's just try to bring the things that's most important in our communities at large. Um, but I'm really excited about the Tea Time series. It has kicked off very well. We actually had the uh, Vita Berry. Um, she kicked it off with her product, her product hairline, and uh, the things that she's doing as a hair professional and an educator. And so we're with nothing but. Um, continue to run on a great path um and we're going to make a turn a corner to something that is a huge circumstance and issue in a lot of communities across the world and uh you no longer mental health is not being swept under the rug it's becoming really a forefront conversation yes. and it's yes, important yes, yes. um to discuss so we're going to continue that and we're going to ask that you guys tune in next week at 8 p.m for tea time and uh, as always, follow us um, online at Loudmouth and at Loudmouth Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and we're also on Facebook at Loudmouth Radio Network. And also make sure you uh, download those apps, Stitcher, uh, which is also in 4 million in-car dashboards that allows us to stream right through your actual car dash. And tune in radio where we have almost a hundred archive shows accessible for you to listen to um on your iPhone, Android, or tablet or computer. And as always, we want to thank all the ones that are on the line with us tonight and that have been a part of this actual segment. Our guests, um, Briante McCorkle, Roberta Abdul Salam, um, Ms. Katie Foster as well as Mr. Tober, who called in and gave his chime in regards to being an active resident in Clayton County and how this actual movement has affected, um, you know, the community. So, Jazzy, if you don't have anything else, I'm going to conclude this actual episode for the evening. Yes, I I have nothing else to say because coffee is brewing. Thank you, guys. Good night. Oh, my God. safe, get some rest, get up early, and vote. You heard it live right here on Loudmouth Radio. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network.